so we'll just start. Sure. And uh, sometimes he likes to put the, the stuff in that we, you know, gobble on about before we start. Yeah, go for it. I'm, 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 okay. I have no expectations from this whatsoever. <laughs> okay. None. Here we go. All right. Hi, welcome to I Know the Owner, a podcast where bar people talk bar stuff. I'm Charlene Wellington. I am your host and the owner of this podcast, and I'm here with my friend and new bar owner, Dave Harris. That is me. Hi, Dave. Hi, how are you doing? And we're here at the Long Pour, mm-hmm. and the Long Pour is how old? The Long Pour is six long weeks. Six weeks old. Six weeks. So Dave decided to open a bar during a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> How's that going for you? Oh, it's just grand. <laughs> like like, like I've told a lot of people, it, 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 you know, COVID gave us this bar, which I actually won't get into. But um, not the best of times uh, right now. But yeah. keeping afloat and expecting better times ahead for sure. And how many new wallets have you had to buy to put all your money in? How many? How many new wallets? <laughs> no, I'm just using my my old wallet, old which, wallet, which has right. holes You're in still it. Still in the old wallet. But there's nothing falling out of it right now. So, um, um, yeah. But do people even use wallets nowadays, or is it um, just it's, it's just all all, all wallets I on, mean, on your I, phone? I I still carry cash. I feel like I'm a dinosaur in that sense. But well, we love we love people who have cash. Yeah. Oh, let's let's clean the Cheers. The COVID, the Happy the New bus. Year. Happy, Happy 2022. So, you were a bartender for many years before you... I was, yes. I um, I arrived in this country from a completely different background. Mm-hmm. Completely. I was a computer geek. Oh, yeah? And I was an aspiring actor. Okay. And I moved here on 9-11. Uh-huh. Uh, not on one of the planes, obviously, but I was on a plane that had to land elsewhere, namely Canada. And you had I to came... land in Canada? Yes. Okay. Because they wouldn't let us in. You know, and how all the, all the shit had gone down. Did already. you hear about it while you were on the plane? Well, this is before smartphones, so we yeah, heard yeah. something, but no one really could tell us, including the pilots, what happened. Uh huh. And something tells me that even if the pilots had known, they would not. They, they, they were not telling yeah. us. So I think initially they told us that there had been some sort of security alerts in New York City, and then of course rumors spread like wildfire that you know half of Manhattan's up in flames. Wow. And so forth and so on. And we had no way of checking, mm-hmm. you know? And even after we landed in Newfoundland, there was no way of us really finding out finding because out. there was no smartphones. So we all made our calls via satellite phone, which is, you know, 10 bucks a minute and to our parents just to let them know where we're going. The satellite we're okay. phone on the plane? On the plane. Oh, well, you put the credit card You put through. the credit card Yes, exactly. I remember that. I remember when that technology was brand new and I was very excited about it and I definitely called a person for, uh-huh. you know, $23. Well, I called my mum. Yeah. It's the only person you call, well, you know? Well, yeah, of course. And she knew more about what had happened than me because mm-hmm. she, had, she had a TV. And yeah. it was it was the shortest conversation I've ever had with her. And your mom was home in... She was home in Israel. Israel. Yes. Uh... Don't let the accent fool now, you. Now, yeah. this accent is yeah. not does not sound Israeli to me. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's 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 a it's a it's a it's a medley of Scottish, Israeli, and New York. I would say. Uh huh. Okay. And I still can't figure out what it is. <laughs> uh, I, I I I will defer to your uh, listeners to make that <laughs> sure. decision. Sure. Uh, uh, send in your comments. No, don't don't. <laughs> oh, please do. Please do. <laughs> So you landed in Canada. Yes. And then how long did you have to stay in Canada? I can't recall. I, I do know that we flew off on the 11th and I got in through JFK on the 14th. Wow. So I think we were in Canada for two nights and then they flew us all the way back to Belgium because it was a Belgium airline. Whoa. Which very, very shortly after went out of business. Okay. And, and it was all comped. Which was, you know, wasn't. And you that. could be like, "That's okay, I'll rent a car. I don't want to go back no. to Belgium." <laughs> no, we we just we just sat and you just did what we what just they drank said. and okay. And the Canadians were great. They took us around. One guy in mm-hmm. particular, he took us to local bars. Uh huh. Well, we were just distraught. Like, and you had never bartended at that point. I had never bartended. Okay. I wasn't even in the back of my mind okay. whatsoever. You know, 
But funnily enough, in Israel, there's no tipping culture at the bar. Mm-hmm. But I, for some reason, and I was never a bar goer. Uh-huh. You know, three, three, four pints a week was it for me. No brown liquor, no liquor at all. Okay. But I would always tip. In Israel, where in, it was Yeah, not. And, and even though it wasn't a done thing. So maybe okay. a, in a previous life, you maybe I was a bartender <laughs> or... Or, you know, and, and, and I just I just instinctively, I just tipped. And my friends would always say, why are you tipping? You already paid for your drink. And I always found, no, the bartender deserves a shekel. Does the does the bartender look at you like you're crazy when you tip in a place where tipping is not? No, they look at me lovingly. Really? And probably in the back of their heads, they're thinking, this guy's an idiot. You, you, you already paid, so he's yeah. just paying me again. Well, because you don't have an American accent. Because I, I feel like, even if I'm someplace where they don't tip... I'm used to tipping, and I'm like, what's the big deal? Like, everybody can use a couple extra bucks. But but I f- sometimes I worry that's my Americanness, right. And I'm like, well, you should do it the way I do it. My way's better. So I, I now I kind of try to just do what they do in that country and not push my own, right, you know, right. agenda. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, my I, own I, tipping agenda. I, I, I can't explain it. It's a strange thing. But the thing is, I speak fluent Hebrew, and when I speak mm-hmm. in Hebrew, at least back then, I did not have any kind of accent whatsoever other than an Israeli accent. Okay, so, so they didn't... So, so they had no idea that I was from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They thought I was just an Israeli guy giving them extra money. Which okay. uh, And it, I never got a drink. Out of them, because I guess buybacks over yeah, there is, no, is, an, is there's not no tipping, thing. there's no buybacks. There's no buybacks. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah, so, yeah, so I, I came to this country to study acting. I came here for two years, uh-huh. and this was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the way it usually works, I think. You know? People you come c- here for, come two, for two years, yeah. and they end up being here two months and get the hell out of here. Or they end up just living here forever. Yes. You know? so, and so you were trying to be an actor? Did you get a bartending job? No. Okay. Well, I came over here. There were only certain things I could do, mm-hmm. so I did the Israeli thing. I moved furniture. Okay. Which <laughs> which was an absolute disaster, <laughs> and that was that was about three months worth of uh, uh-huh. work, and then I got the hell out of that. And coming from a computer background, I made I made a pretty good living. And three months into this here in America, I was just praying for like a barback job uh-huh. where you work indoors, you get fed. Oh, yeah. And I ended up barbacking at this place a couple doors down from me right now called Telephone Bar and Grill. Oh, yeah. Is that still here? No, no. It I was remember replaced that. by the 13th step okay. back in 2008. I remember Telephone Bar. Wow, I'm so old. And 2008. I, and I'm like, is it still there? No, <laughs> it's long gone, unfortunately. It's a great place. Uh, so I was there for three years, barbacking and just watching the bartenders. Mm-hmm. And they occasionally threw me a bone, like a day shift here to, you know, mm-hmm. fill in for someone. Did you just walk make... in off the street and say, "Hey, give me a job"? No, I actually, my roommate was another Israeli guy who worked there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was just begging him for a job, you know, computer guy begging for a barback job. Uh huh. I'll take whatever. I just can't yeah. do this moving stuff, you know. And the people I worked with in moving did not like me because I would break things. <laughs> So it cost yeah, them a tip. Yeah, it cost them a, a, a tip, tip and, like, insurance money, no? I don't know about that, but but there was just no tip. So whoever yeah. you were working with were cursing you. They were inventing yeah. new words to call you. Gotta, you. That's the first rule in moving. Exactly. <laughs> so I ended up barbacking, and I did that for three years. And I enjoyed it because it was mm-hmm. easy. And I got to meet some people who I'm still in touch with, some close oh, wow. friends. And that's how I got into bartending. I ended up bartending one door down. Mm-hmm. Because for years, I would drive the owner of the bar that I ended up working for, who actually used to own this bar that I took over. Okay. But that's a long story. I won't get into that too much. Okay. But one day, he, he said, listen, you've been driving me nuts for, for, for almost a year now. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a position available. Oh, wow. Would you want to do it? And I, I said, absolutely. So that's how I got into the bartending. And I never left it. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like back in the in the early 2000s, it was really difficult to get a job in a bar. And at least that was my experience. And I, you know, I started bartending in the early 90s. So by the year 2000, I had a lot of New York experience. And I feel like if I had known then what I know now, which is pick the place you want to work and just keep chipping away at them. Eventually, somebody's going to be a no-call, no-show, mm-hmm. or someone's going to quit at the last minute, mm-hmm. and they're going to need you. But, you know, 
It worked out. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so, to all you people trying to get into this business that is not good right now. It, it is really not good. But, but it actually is good because as slow as things are, mm -hmm. people aren't really asking for jobs. They're not looking, from my experience. I mean, I... Sure. I mean, if, if you want a job in this business right now, you can get one easily. Right. But you won't make money. You won't. there's no customers. Right. But we'll get into that. So, so you're like, whole history is on this block. Totally. Wow. So you were at the telephone bar? I was telephone bar, then I was at Ryan's Irish Pub, okay. which is now called the Copper Still, which is a great place. Okay. And then they moved me over around, around the corner to what is now the Bull McCabe's. Got it. So I did eight years at Ryan's and then eight years at Bull McCabe's. Mm -hmm. And then I moved over here to, to build out this place with my partner. And we opened six weeks ago, so literally around wow. the block. Wow. You know. So you know everybody in this neighborhood. Those who have not died. Those who have not died, yes. <laughs> or moved away. And I guess you get a lot of NYU students. So they we cycle through, or do. used to, when people went to class I think NYU's gone remote right now. Wow. So that, that kills that, you know. Because, um, yeah. I mean, these bars on a Thursday night would be packed to the gills, oh, every yeah. single one of them. Mm. Like, vomit, oh, shots. Yeah. All the fun people stuff. People getting thrown out the front door. Um, mm. have, you, have you had to throw people out? In here? Your, no, not here, not yet. I will actually in the have past? You? Have you had to throw anybody out of the new place yet? We actually did throw two people out New Year's Eve. Okay. We had the champagne toast, uh -huh. which was a complimentary toast. And yeah. these two numbnuts walked in and sat down and asked for food, which we do mm -hmm. serve. But we decided that night not to serve food. Okay. Because if we got busy, we couldn't handle it. And, so mm -hmm. and, so on. and we told them we did not have food. So mm -hmm. they asked for the champagne and they got the champagne. And then our bartender asked them what they would like to order. And they were like, that's and they it, said, no, that, that's it. She said, well, you know, you, you gotta, you know, you're taking up two spots and you're drinking your free champagne and you've thus far thrown down any tip money. Yeah. So what's the deal? And they said, well, we asked for foods. And she said, and she said to them, she said, so in other words, you were coming in here to order food, which I don't buy for a second. Yeah. And drink our champagne. Mm -hmm. That's correct. So she said, well, you know, you could order something. And then, of course, the profanity started flying around, and that's when we had to, we had to get our security guy involved. And, and so the profanity started flying from the customer. Oh, yes. Originally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, on his way out, he found it. Smart. Did I tell you this, Gunner? Yeah. The guy thought it would be a good idea to pop one of the balloons on his way out in anger. Right, to send a message. <laughs> he you showed know. you. He showed us. <laughs> yeah, probably woke up the next morning feeling like a real jackass. Yeah, because he missed the midnight toast. No, he got the oh, midnight toast. Oh, he got toast. the midnight toast. Yeah. But oh, those two glasses man. were pulled away from him real fast. <laughs> I don't think his lips touched the glass. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, man. This day and age, if you're going to go out on, like... I get it. Not everybody has money, and you gotta like try to figure your scams where you can. But this year, can you please not try to get over on your bars? Like it's just be nice. It's just yeah, just be nice. Yeah. And <laughs> um, have you? I mean, I'm sure in your history you've thrown people out of other bars that you've worked at. Oh, countless, countless. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, it, it's just the. I mean, no real interest in the stories per se. No. All right. But um, I'll change the subject. But you know, <laughs> I guess I could get specific, but it involves certain celebs, and I don't want to get into that. And just, just the usual. Who's the worst celebrity? No, who's the best celebrity customer? Boy, oh boy, I would say the best doesn't just even make a fuss. Mm -hmm. Well, Kieran Culkin is a long-time uh -huh. former regular customer of mine. Uh -huh. He used to shut the place down at 6 a.m. Oh, wow. I'm not running the risk of getting into trouble seeing I don't work for them anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he, he was really great. They, they down to earth. And um, really nice. I used to, bring in, used to bring in Emma Stone before she was Emma Stone. Ooh. And he would always introduce me to her, and she always in anger, she would say, we've met like a thousand times. <laughs> And then, well, of course, she, she blew up. I'm like, oh, God, that's who it is. Oh, well. Was she nice? Yeah. Very nice. And was she, I guess, did she did she pay in tip or you don't remember? Was um, she a good tipper? Uh, I, I, decent. I mean, I yeah. think I would remember if she was a lousy tipper. Yeah. And I think I would remember if she 
were an amazing tipper. I think, mm -hmm. you know, 20, 30 Just, percent. All right. That's you know. fair. Especially um, before she made it. Yeah. So I would say he's probably the best regular I've had and the most long over time. Mm -hmm. You know, he came in for several years. But I've had one-off interactions with celebs and really they've left no... No impression. No impressions specifically, you know. I have a hard time realizing when I am face-to-face -face with a celebrity. So um, I often think that we went to high school together. Because <laughs> I know I know them from somewhere. Right. But I can't quite figure out where. So I've been known to ask a celebrity, uh, hey, did you go to Madison? And they're like, what? <laughs> right, right. Uh, there is actually one story. Uh, many, many years ago, I was, I was really new in this country, so I had never watched SNL. Mm -hmm. And uh, not Jimmy Kimmel, the other one. The other Jimmy. Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Fallon. He came in, and I was on my way out to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon used to come into Charlene's. Go on. Oh, he did? Well, yeah, he yeah. was everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now he can't really do that. But no. I was on my way out for a cigarette, <laughs> and he walked in, and he asked me one of the most annoying questions, if anyone were to ask. I didn't recognize him, obviously. Mm -hmm. He said, how's the Guinness pouring? <laughs> well, it's pouring, you know, and if it's not pouring well, am I going to tell him it's not pouring well? No. I said, it's pouring just fine. And I walked out to take my couple of drags. Uh -huh. And one of my regulars who was sitting there at the time, he came out, he said, he said to me, well, that's a random celebrity walk-in. And I look at the guy, I'm like, who is he? <laughs> I think Fever Pitch had just come out. So anyway, to cut a long story short, mm -hmm. I came back in and back then, you know, I felt that I had to apologize to celebrity for not recognizing them. No. I said, I'm so sorry, I didn't recognize you. And he was like, what? no, come on, you know. They don't care. Had his Guinness, and then the former owner walked in, and he recognized him. Mm -hmm. And he sat down next to him, and he asked him one of the most strangest questions. He asked him, he said, Jimmy, do you own a boat? A boat. Okay. And Jimmy looked at me and said, no, I... I don't own a boat. He said, well, you should get a boat. I've got a boat. <laughs> and then he happened to have... Did he try to sell him a boat? <laughs> no. Okay. He wanted to, him to buy a boat. He, just no. so they could be boat buddies? So they could be boat buddies, yeah. <laughs> so they could have something in common, you know. They would suddenly become best friends. And, and this guy, he pulls out this oceanic nap who, uh -huh. that he happened to have on him. And he said, I live over here and, you know, I take my son on a boat. And we circle this, and we circle that, and you should get yourself a boat. And Jimmy okay. Fallon, he said, well, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. So I never told you this story. <laughs> and, and then my boss left, because he had uh -huh. another two bars, so he did, uh -huh. the, he did the rounds. That's why he has and a boat. I, yeah, that's why he had a boat. <laughs> and I asked Jimmy Fallon, I said, uh, I said, would you like a shot? Would you like another pint? Uh -huh. He said, sure. So I said, that's on the owner whose name I won't mention. <laughs> anyone listening to this who knows, for, uh, you know, the Ryans, the former Ryans will know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and I said, would you like a shot? He said, sure. So we did a shot of Jägermeister. This is back in the day when I thought Jäger was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Then quickly I learned I never thought it was a good idea, but no, it was it's, just it's, something it's, I couldn't get it's around. The worst, it's the worst possible idea. <laughs> uh, and then he finished this again and said, would you like another one? Uh -huh. And Jimmy Fallon, he said to me, said, is it coming back? <laughs> it. <laughs> I said, guy. well, I said, well, there's a good chance he owns the place. He's like, I'm okay, I'm good. He <laughs> was very nice. So he put down his 20 tip, he paid, and he put down a 20 tip in cash, and he left. So that's probably one of the memorable ones. Harvey Weinstein was another one which was Oof. not a good experience. I can't. Could you tell he was shitty just like the minute you met him? Oh, yeah. I mean, he just has that. He, he oozes. Like rude to ass. servers and, and really bartenders. Knew. Yeah. yeah. Just, just really, really yeah. 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 Um, the did the owner ever take any of the staff out on his boat? No. Ah, why get a boat if you're not going to take your staff out uh, for barbecues and shit? I guess we all have seasickness. Yeah, that's fair. Um, sounds sounds like he wasn't that pleasant. But if he was a guy who got a boat, so he could take his staff decent, out. Good guy. Yeah. Okay. Good guy. Just you know um, the odd. Jimmy Fallon used to come into Charlene's um, because he was a huge basketball fan and he would go to the games to the net the net games and then he would come to Charlene's after and this was just before he got the tonight show and he came in a few times he would come in on Friday nights and I would be bartending with um, my friend Jesse and he would come up to us and he'd be like hey can you play my iPod and 
normally, people have asked me that many times, and the answer is always no. You customers should never have control over the music. Never. Um, when there's a jukebox, it is a jukebox of like carefully curated music. Mm -hmm. Those like you can pick any song in the universe jukeboxes. I don't, I don't know if, if you guys have that, but no. those are bad. Those are very bad. Um, but I'm like, he's Jimmy Fallon. All right, Jimmy Fallon, we'll play your iPod. So we put his iPod on, and the way the bar is set up is the music station is right by the entrance to behind the bar. And so we took his iPod. You know, this was a little bit before your iPod was in your phone. And we put it in, and it was all 90s pop music. And then he would step behind the bar to fast forward to the next song. And then I would come over and I'd be like, no, 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 Jimmy Fallon, you have to get back behind the line. You can't come behind the bar. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then he would come back out. Very nice, like nice tipper. He yeah. was always with like an entourage of people that like were not famous. And clearly he was buying for everyone. Oh, uh, but I would imagine um, so. Yeah. And, but then like, Every, like, two or three songs, he would, like, work his way back behind the bar to skip to the next song. And I was like, Jimmy Fallon, you got to get behind the line. And then, and then, you know, like, three weeks later, he comes back in and he's like, hey, can I play my iPod? And I'm like, do you promise you're not going to come behind the bar? Mm -hmm. He's like, I promise, I promise, I won't come behind the bar. I'm like, all right, I'll play your iPod. And then, sure enough, there he is behind the bar. And my friend Jesse who looks very, very scary and could probably kick your ass, um, was so nice to him and was just like, look, man, you just got to get back behind the line. And I, I was like, oh, my God, Jesse's going to go off on Jimmy Fallon. But he didn't. He was super nice to him. Uh, how so, can you go off on our, Jimmy Fallon? I know. He's Jimmy our, Fallon. He's that little puppy dog. He is like a little puppy dog. He really is, you know, harmless. <laughs> so... So you were in IT before you got into the I was bar more business? into computer programming. Okay. And I did that in the army. I did that in high school, then in the army, the IDF. And then I taught computers and programmed for a while, several years before I moved here. Okay. So my life was computers, you know. Got it. Now I can barely then, turn one on without And then you wanted to be an on. actor. So yeah. I was going to ask you if you weren't in the bar business, what do you think you'd be doing? I was naive enough to think that I would come to this country and just land a big role in a movie. Yeah? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, which of course doesn't happen. No, I guess not. Did you go on a lot of auditions? I, I actually only started going on auditions once I started bartending, uh -huh. night bartending. And that's not conducive with auditioning because you have mm -hmm. to get up in the morning. Yeah. You know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, which, which mm -hmm. no. Now, so I miss auditions, actually. I miss yeah. a lot of auditions. A lot, um, of, a lot of jobs, they're like, you can bartend at night and then you can do this other thing during the day, but you can't. No. You have to sleep. You need to sleep. <laughs> and you need to sleep off the hangover. Mm. Yes. So that, that, that didn't work out, you know. But um, ultimately, I think I ended up in the right profession. Yeah? What, what makes you think that? For lack of choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're at a life wherever you're at, so there's no yeah. point looking back and I guess. saying, if only I had... Because you never know. So it's the right profession because it's the profession you're in. It's the yeah. choice you make. It's, okay. actually, it's a yeah. profession I've been doing longest sense. in life. Yeah. Yeah. I you mean, know? I, you know, I've never asked myself that question, what I would be doing if I wasn't bartending. Because yeah. I started so young. I tried everything. How old were you when you started bartending? I was 18 and a day. Oh, wow. So I you couldn't even drink. I Yeah. I mean, sure. Sure. <laughs> Legally. You couldn't. Um, yeah. yeah, I actually, my my first bartending job um, where I was, like, hired, you know, on staff. It wasn't just, like, a one day here, one day there. Um, I, you know, we all knew I couldn't drink. I was underage. And so when people would buy me shots, I would um, do shots of water. But then on Friday nights when I worked with a second person, he would pour me rumplemints. And... <laughs> And I would get wasted. I would be wasted. Yeah. And and nobody really cared back then. It was like if you got in, if you had fake ID or if you knew the bartender, nobody really cared. Yeah. It wasn't serious like it is. They now. weren't enforcing it as much. They weren't back then because they had and the priorities right back then. Exactly. And then um, then the bar I worked at after that, I lied and I told them I was twenty, and I was I was still eighteen. 
And I was like, I'm 20, I can't drink. Um, so they would, you know, trust me. And then three months later, I threw myself a 21st birthday party. A real birthday party. Uh, uh, I mean, I threw a party for myself at the bar, and I was uh-huh. like, it's my 21st birthday. But it wasn't your 21st But it was not. It, oh, I was, okay. Like, so why not just lie 18. off the bat and say you were 21? Um, because they may have asked me for proof. Yes. But I was like, I'm not 21, I'm 20. And they were like, okay. And then I did my three months. Yeah, I did my three months. Oh yeah, Um, and I was like, no, 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 I can't drink. I'm not 21 the whole time. And then after three months, they trusted me, and I invited all my friends to my fake birthday party. And then all my friends could drink there because we're all 21. Right. So it was it's a pretty good scam I had going. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I I recall quite a few customers Mm, turning. Is that is that you? Is that well, you, Benner? I, I don't want to. We're talking I don't to Gunner, the bartender. I don't want to. I don't want to bring you into this. Apparently, there's. A, we might have to bring him into this. What? I I think I need to hear this story. Were you a regular here? I was a regular at his. Uh, at the Bull McCabe's, yeah. Yeah. At Bull McCabe's since I was uh, I think 19 is when I got my. Yeah. Uh huh. So when I turned uh, 20, I no when I. 20 is too soon. You yes. can't when can't I complete turned, at 20. When I turned 20, I had my 23rd birthday. Oh, okay. Um, so you skipped. Got and it. I had actually two years in a row. So when I actually turned 21, I had my actual 21st mm-hmm. birthday there, but I had to tell all my friends, don't fucking mention my age. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when <laughs> did you ever come 21. clean? Um, A couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Because Gunnar and I were having just this conversation, you know, we were, we were sitting talking and like just the, the, how old are you came up? And he said, I'm t- you're 29. 27. You're 27, even worse. Wow. And I started doing the math and thinking, wait a minute. So if he was coming in drinking like he did back then, Gunnar now doesn't drink. Okay. Um, Gunner is the bartender here at the Long Pour in case that did not uh, come through. But So he doesn't drink. And uh, he, I, I started doing the math. I'm thinking, so hold on. And he just looked at me and he was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So you oh, you like, saw his resume or his ID? What, when we hired him? Yeah. Oh, no, I knew he was already 21 oh, okay. when... No, no, I didn't have to... I didn't need any resume. Because he said he came clean, like... A few weeks ago. Yeah, because <laughs> I asked him his age, and then he pretty much figured out that I do know how to do math. And he okay. was coming in, he was coming in, you know, 10. <laughs> you must have been younger than 19, buddy. Maybe not. 19 when I moved here, so. Yeah, yeah okay. So, yeah. All so right. I turned 19 in November, so. Right, right. So, yeah. So, so we did the same thing, basically. <laughs> Great minds think alike, right? I worked in that bar for six years, so if you figure. 18, well, 19, 20, 21. So three years later. So, I mean, we had been on vacations together. We had been to each other's houses. We went through, like, breakups and makeups and, like, different, you know, a lot happens in three years. And I was like, by the way, now I'm 21. And the difference between 24 and 21 is... Fucking huge, especially to like thirty-year-olds, right? Mm-hmm. Who thought you were twenty-one? Who thought you're like five years younger than them? Well, I don't know. Then, I don't know. Nowadays, it's, it's harder and harder for me to judge age. Well, yeah, but I'm saying this. You know, back in the day, when you think that you're twenty-five and you're hanging out with a twenty-one-year-old, that's one thing. When you're twenty-five and you're hanging out with an eighteen-year-old, yes. you're like, Ugh. it's jarring. It's a little jarring. <laughs> Would you like another drink, Um, yeah, actually, can I have another one, please? Thank you. Yeah. What are you drinking there? I'm having a hot toddy, and it's delicious. So, you opened this bar six weeks ago. Yeah, we opened the bar on Thanksgiving. Wow. And you um, live near Hinterland. I do. And so you were one of the people that basically kept our lights on during... During yeah, the lockdown. Yeah. I, I don't want to do the math, but it was all free money in my book anyway. Seeing I was I was lying in bed binging on Netflix and Shark Tank and, and you were you were one of the I, I feel like we had between ten and fifteen people that like stopped in three or four times a week to have I, a drink I can think four or like, five of them, yeah. I, I mean I was I being generous. Yeah. <laughs> and just 
I felt like we had some neighbors that were just like making sure we were still alive every every few days. Well, no, I wasn't so. saying you were exaggerating. I said I personally can think off the bat of three, four people that I know. Yeah, yeah. That, you know that helped you. <laughs> yes, because you guys were all drinking together through every iteration of mm-hmm. the. the Restrictions and the laws and all yeah. of that stuff. So thank you. You're very welcome. Um, my bartenders were all able to pay their rent because of the, because of those few people. Cool. That's why your um, bartenders are so friendly to me every time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you were like thirty percent of our business. Wow. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh well. I mean, hey, listen. I'm happy. I'm happy to have been help. Help. <laughs> so. So. Uh, so how's it been? So. I, so Thanksgiving, and so now it's you know this is gonna come out next week, so it's the first week in January. So Thanksgiving, we all thought like things were looking up, right? Yeah, then Omicron. Uh, yeah. Could a monkey wrench in that? Did you one. have a good crowd around the first week? You had. We like, had a open... better crowd. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's given the fact that we're new. You know, we had a family and friends. Yeah. And that the turnout was really good, and that night was really good, and we were we were very pleased, and then. Omicron hit. And then Omicron hit. And everyone and are reacting far more severely to this than they did yeah, I to the think, first wave. I think I, it's the, like, ambiguity of it that's, yeah. that's making it... Um, I, I'm not really sure, because I, I feel the same way. We're open, but it's tumbleweeds. You know, yeah. people are afraid to come out. And I'm afraid to be like, hey, everybody come out, we're doing this thing, because then I feel like I'm an asshole... For trying to get people to come out when no, they're afraid not. to come you're out. you're a bar owner. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like people will see that and be like, "Oh, she's just trying to get people to come out to her bar," and we're afraid that we're going to get sick and die. And so I don't want to be like, "Hey, come out to this thing. We're all gathering." Um, but it does seem to be more, you know, everywhere, but less severe. It is because most and, people are vaccinated and yeah. boosted. But and, then uh, again, you've got the the idiots out there, you know. And I I do say idiots. Who think this is a nothing burger, and they're the reason why this whole this thing is keeps evolving. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they only just got a needle put in their arm. And I know. Just, just out of I don't know common sense. <laughs> and, you know, and maybe this will go away faster, and they won't have to maybe. complain about showing proof of vaccination when they come into a bar. And yeah. then they quickly turned away because they do not have. Yes. We have you, you know. have you had any trouble with people not wanting to show you their vax proof? Not here, no. But mm-hmm. I do remember. The latter days, latter or former, always get those confused. I get those confused too. When when things opened up and you could mm-hmm. only serve outdoors, then uh-huh. you could only serve at tables, not the mm-hmm. bar counter. And have people come in and say, "I don't need to show you vaccination. It's an invasion of this and privacy." Mm-hmm. It's like, well, perhaps. That was when you were bartending. Yeah. 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 Well, it wasn't really bartending, you know. It was more table <laughs> yeah, service, whatever. you know. Yeah. I, I, we all miss bartending. <laughs> um, and they would start kicking up a fuss. This mm-hmm. is and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, listen, either way, you can't get served, so fuck yeah. off. It's the law. <laughs> it is the law. To which they would say it's not a law. Oh. It's like, well, it's not a law per se, but it's the regulations and it's mandated. Yeah. It's not like voted oh, on. Oh, they, they would argue the semantics of what's yes. a law? Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I get pretty lucky at Hinterlands, people... Like, they already have it out when they walk in the door. They're like, we know, we know. So we got pretty lucky. Minis, we get a few people arguing, but they know by now. Yeah. Um, they can argue till the cows come home, you know. Yeah. Um, like, who are you telling? We, we're just working here. We're not, mm-hmm. not going to change things. Um, and uh, I, think, I think the only way out of this Omicron is everybody... Gets vaccinated. Is, well, no, I think everyone's just going to get it, and then they're all going to come back out again. After, yeah, like and then the it'll be fine. Yeah. So I think like another week or two, everybody you know will have had it, mm-hmm. and then they'll come back out. Yeah. I think that's the only way we're getting through this one because yeah. there's no yeah there's no regulations. And um, our governor announced today that um, to go drinks are going to be made legal. Again. Really? Yes. That's good to yes. know. Um, that's very good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Because um, Hinterlands like- was a lifesaver that way at the very beginning, because I would just cross the street and get a drink to go. Yeah. I mean, I could pour myself a drink at home, but something about sure. leaving the house, <laughs> parting with a bit of money, seeing a person, someone face. else. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and yeah. then taking it home and. 
Yeah. You know. And then we had the like like the little bit of a half moon crowd in front of the bar, like drinking the the drink under the tree before we put the benches and the, uh-huh. the outdoor tables and it was like those first few weeks where you like saw another person for the first time oh yeah that was that was pretty amazing it's wonderful <laughs> it's like Will Smith and I am legends stumbling yeah. upon you know another human being other than the dog I know and, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah so that's that's uh, what's going on here so the past couple of weeks have been slow with the Omicron. The past couple of weeks, you know, I, I jokingly, not really laughingly, but, but I jokingly, I'll say to people that, you know, if, if, if you took a picture of the neighborhoods or the streets mm-hmm. now and showed them that picture oh, three know. years ago, they would, they would guess that there was a pandemic yeah. amongst yeah. us, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, we walked from the train station and I've never seen fewer people Brutal. on 2nd Avenue in my yeah. life. Awful. And I was like, what is... Yeah. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, so my plight, if you're listening to this, is if you have had COVID in the past couple of months, then we leave it to you to come out. So if you have recently gotten over COVID, then you need to come out to your local bars and restaurants um, because we're counting on you. Because if you wait for Omicron to be over, your places might not be there. So... If you're a person that got it within the past couple of months, then you're you got to be safe for at least another couple of months. I would say, especially Come if you're out. boosted up. Yeah, if you're yeah. vaxxed, if you're boosted, yeah. if you recently had COVID, come out. Your bars are open, your restaurants are open. Go to your favorites, try a new place. We are counting on you. Um, <laughs> and this is coming from someone who was very, very, very strict <laughs> in the strict. early days. As far I, I mean, I would strict. walk in and I would have to go through the motions, <laughs> and which is absolutely fine. And I agree, because who knows what happened between yesterday and today. Yeah, you know? we, uh, we wiped down all our pens, yeah. we, uh-huh. we wiped down all our doorknobs, yeah. we got the filters, yeah. we got the air purifiers, yeah. we did all the things. So if Charlene's saying, come on out, then uh, yes. I, 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 you, I concur. If you had it and you're comfortable, your, your local places, they need you. So yeah. And out. I think they need us, too, because I think people miss going to bars. I mean, I you know? hope. I would hope they miss going to bars, but I I get it. I sometimes don't like to put pants on, you know? I like to right. sit on my couch. Um, so I have, I have a segment on this podcast um, where I ask people to send me a story um, kind of like, you won't believe the fucking day I had. As if, so, you know, I started the podcast during the pandemic when people couldn't sit at the bar. So I was like, as if you just walked into the bar and you said to the bartender, give me a beer. You won't believe the fucking day I had. Um, But I'm sporadic with posting episodes and people are not sending me all their stories. Please send me your stories. So when I don't have a story from people, I read a Reddit, am I the asshole? Are you familiar with that? No. So... Reddit is a website, and there is a segment called Am I the Asshole, where people write in and they tell a story, and they're like, all right, am I the asshole here? So I like to try to find am I the assholes that are bar-related, and I like to read them on the show. What's your last one? Um, what's my last well, one? Well, what's your, what's your most popular one as of late? My most popular am I the yeah. asshole? Yeah. I don't know. How will I find out? Oh, I don't. Oh, I thought this was an ongoing thing. Oh, but this is. I take this off the internet, and I'm going to read it, and oh, we're going to okay. we're going to determine if we think this person's an asshole, oh, okay. and then maybe it'll prompt a story about our own lives. Mm. Um, all right, let's see. I have two that I copied and pasted into my email, and I didn't put my glasses on. So let's see. Am I? Oh, here we go. This is a good one. Am I the asshole for not wanting to tip a bartender who just gave me water? Yes. <laughs> no, yeah, there's a whole story. No, and you know why? Because it actually takes longer. <laughs> it takes longer to pour a glass of water than it does a beer. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's a whole story, but I, I prejudge you, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get your own fucking water. <laughs> Pull, pulling springs right across the water. Uh, the water, right, right across I the street. See, I knew we would be on the same page here. Oh, well, okay. of course. Before Corona, a couple of friends and I went to the club together. The cover was pretty expensive, 
around $20. I don't know where this person lives, but not in New York. We were having lots of fun, partying, and just overall having a great night. We had pre-drank before getting to the club, so we were all pretty wasted and didn't want to buy any more drinks. I hate you already, Poster. Um, so wait a minute, they paid the 20. Paid the 20. Reluctantly. Reluctantly paid the 20, got drunk before they went out. And didn't have a drink at the bar. And did not have a drink at the bar. So they just wanted to be in the bar for shit. Just and wanted to be there. Okay. <laughs> Hence I, the cover. Yeah. I went to the bartender and asked for a couple of glasses of water. Where I'm from, water is typically given for free. Sure, if you're a customer. <laughs> she said she wouldn't give us the water unless we tipped her. She probably saw... Um, we thought it was weird, but we were so thirsty, we agreed to pay. She was going to charge us $10 as a tip for four glasses of water. We agreed, but when I went to pay, my card was declined. <laughs> you broke-ass motherfucker, stay home. Stay home, you can't afford to go out. I tried... Get your four friends and have a fucking dance party in your living room. Oh, God. I, I tried once more and it was declined again. I told her I was just not going to tip because, in my opinion, tipping is optional and water is free. So 15% of nothing is nothing. I just walked off away from the bar, but she yelled at us to come back and pay. I honestly don't think I'm the asshole, but my friend group is undecided. We paid a pretty hefty cover <laughs> to come into the club, and if anything, for that price, water should be included. I'm not sure but I feel like it's illegal to refuse to serve somebody water. Yeah, bring your fucking lawyer to the club. Yeah, good <laughs> luck. Call 311. <laughs> to, to clarify, she was not charging us for the water, but demanding we tip her for serving us the water. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, she had to tip out on that order and had to pay money to serve us. But I don't think that's true. She made no money on that order, so why should she get a tip? If I bought a drink, I would have tipped her. I, you know what? I don't think you would have. So, oh, there's absolutely so, no, no, no doubt about it. There was no tip involved so, there. So, Dave, how do you feel about that? I mean, I, I think I, I, everything you just said is... Uh, <laughs> see, see, here's the thing. I try to keep my opinion out of it, but I can't. See, the, the thing is, tipping is not mandated, but it's rude not to. Yes. And people ask me, well, what do you mean by rude? I said, well, sitting at a dinner table and, you know, farting out uh -huh. loud is not illegal, but it's just rude, it's bad You're manners. You're right. You it's, don't do it. It's bad manners. You don't yeah. do it. And there are a lot of things, you know, you, it's not illegal to go up to someone in the street and call them a derogatory yeah. name, but it's rude. You it don't rude. do it. So, yeah, so I would say anyone who comes into a bar, this is Reservoir Dogs. I can't remember the specifics of that opening scene where I think Steve Buscemi says, I don't tip. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then yeah, one other guy that. says, what do you mean you don't fucking tip? You know, you get a tip. It's, it's rude yeah. not to tip. Uh, you know the saying, if you can't, if you don't have enough money to tip, don't go out? Yes. You remember that bartenders are getting paid very little, mm -hmm. and they rely on tips. So, tip. We're not asking for exuberant tips. Just tip at the dollar a drink, which yeah. has been the case for decades. Yeah. Four waters, you know? four dollars. Cash. And if the bartender's nice. And you're getting well taken care of. You should probably throw a bit more that way. It's just Here's, the right thing to do. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. And Here's, you'll get well taken care of next time. Yeah. Here's how I feel about that whole scenario is that this person and their friends came up with a whole scam to rip off that club. You wanted what the club is selling, but you didn't want to pay for it. That club exists because they sell drinks. Mm -hmm. And you figured out a way to game the system of that club, which is to drink at home first and then just pay the cover, which probably basically covers like the DJ and the security, mm -hmm. and then take advantage of everything that's in the club, which is like the music, the atmosphere, the attention, the bathroom, the water, the, attention, <laughs> the water for free. Mm -hmm. And that, that all costs something. And if everybody did that, that club wouldn't be there. Yeah. And. Something fell. I don't oh, know what. Funny. That sign agrees. That sign agrees. So you came into that. You came into that whole scenario, like trying to get over. Yeah. And you know, you think the bartender should be paid more. Blah blah blah. That's not the system we live in. No. The system we live in is bartenders get paid minimum wage. 
and they live off of their tips. Mm-hmm. That's the system. If you want to change the system, talk to your congressman. I don't agree with you. I think this is a good system. I think it's the best that system. That is a different argument. Mm-hmm. This is the system we have. Mm-hmm. And bartenders work for tips. Mm-hmm. And you made the bartender pour ice into a glass and pour water into a glass, which is the same as making a drink. And it does take longer. Mm-hmm. Water takes longer to pour than beer. It does. And, mm-hmm. and soda. So it, you took all of that bartender's time, plus that whole conversation. Yeah. And That should not be had. Yeah. That should be given. And, like, you broke-ass motherfuckers stay home because you had no money on your credit card. You couldn't get four, do- four singles from, like, your whole friend group mm-hmm. to give her. And she That's probably true. charged you for the water because she saw that you and your friends came in and didn't spend any money. Well, clearly she would not have charged if they were doing yeah. shots and, and drinking yeah, and being nice. Drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, What I tell bartenders a lot of times is that they're, they're, they're working on commission. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Because if you're going to work your butt off to bring in money, you're not going to be as excited or driven if you're getting paid your $12, $15 an hour. Yeah. So the more you sell, the more you'll get tips and exactly. the more money the bar will make. And so everyone's happy, and then people will come back, and you can afford buybacks, and then people will come back mm-hmm. again. It just seems to work. It, it, it's, it's the right system. And New I York's agree. always been about tipping. I agree that it's the right system. Yeah. A lot of people want to take it and make it, you know, we'll just charge more for drinks, and then we'll get everybody health insurance. And I agree everybody should have health insurance. Yeah. But, but uh, let's, let's leave that up to the... I don't think it's up to the business owner. No. I think we should just all have health insurance. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, find what? me something we don't agree on. I don't think, I think you'll be hard pressed <laughs> to find something. I know. I've been avoiding all the things we don't agree on. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Name one. <laughs> uh, no. 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 <laughs> there you go. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to promote stuff. So, um, we're here at the Long Pour, and uh, what you got going on here? Anything, anything fun? <laughs> well, what we have going on here, we we people ask me all the time, what kind of bar do we have? And I never know, never knew how to answer that question. Mm-hmm. We have a bar that caters to everyone. So mm-hmm. we've got affordable stuff. We've got mid range. We've got top, you know, top shelf stuff. So we've mm-hmm. got something for everyone. We're open till 4 a.m. every night, which is becoming less and less of a thing, unless things come back and more bars are able to open till 4 o'clock. What do you mean by less and less of a thing? Well, a lot of bars around here are closed at midnight. Yeah, but you're not. not. We're not. We're open till 4 a.m. no matter So if you come to this neighborhood and you think your bar is going to be open till 4, and your bar is closed, come to the Long Court. Come to the Long Court. They're open till 4. We have a late night happy hour. Um, Pretty much is the same as the happy hour. Mm-hmm. So we give away $6 well shots. Sorry, $4 well shots. $6 Whoa. well drinks uh, between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. And our right. happy hour is $6 well drinks, $4 well shots, and all wines are eight. That's a good deal. Music's make sure you tip good. your bartender. And make sure you tip the bartender. Uh, bartenders are great. I have yet to find a problem with any of them. Oh. Uh, Wow. Uh, which is which is saying a lot, you know. Um, and it's just overall a nice, new, clean place. All our beer lines are pristine. Nice. Our glasses are pristine. And we have a nice selection of scotches. Mm-hmm. Savory meat pies if you're hungry. Prosciutto sandwiches. And breakfast sandwiches. We also cater to soccer fans. So we're open at 10 a.m. on Saturday Sundays. Oh, wow. If you're into the Premier League. Uh-huh. We're not a specific soccer bar because we like to. We've got five large TVs. We have a uh-huh. projection screen as you enter. Mm-hmm. So pretty much whatever game you were to watch, we'll have for you. Uh huh. And Bloody Marys. Nice breakfast sandwiches. Sounds awesome. I would say so. Yeah. Um, Gunner, so, do you want to promote your thing? <laughs> I don't have a good show to promote. Gunner doesn't have a show to promote. <laughs> <laughs> but just talk about the show in general so people can maybe maybe drop the, the, do you your have, handle. Do you have a, an Instagram that people can find you on? What's your Instagram? Uh, so my Instagram for my drag persona is damselnyc. That's D-A-M-S-E-L-N-Y-C. Uh, you can find me over at Stonewall on Fridays and Saturdays at the door. Um, and I'll be posting any upcoming shows there on my Instagram. 
Awesome. And now I promote me. No. Uh, <laughs> Do it. Um, so we got Hinterlands Bar in Brooklyn, in Kensington, and we are open from noon to 4 a.m. Um, we are showing uh, RuPaul's Drag Race on Fridays. Um, we have trivia on Sundays. And uh, that's it for now. And then we got Minnie's Bar in Sunset Park. We have Drag Bingo every Thursday with Miss Gisabella. We have um, trivia on Wednesdays and karaoke is on hiatus because nobody wants to share a spitty microphone. <laughs> By the way, I think you sell yourself short on the board sometimes. On your blackboard, you'll say snacks. Uh-huh. Have yeah. one of your sandwiches. You're 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 not hungry afterwards. That's I mean, true. It's, it's 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 a hearty. I think the, <laughs> I think the issue is that the bartenders write the board and they don't uh-huh. want to make the sandwiches. Oh. <laughs> so they're that trying to sense. get you to not order them. Yeah. Oh well, the way they go. No, oh, no. Thank you. BLT's thank my you. I like. I, yeah, I think our sandwiches. You were there for the evolution of the sandwiches. Yes, you had the sandwiches that you had. You brought in. Now you make we them on house. We brought them in, house. and then. We, uh, Which are so much better. <laughs> Thank you. They really are. We pulled our uh, slicer that my uh, my partner found this slicer when we were building. And I, I don't remember if he bought it or he found it in the street. And it sat in the dust for four years. And then when the pandemic came, we like pulled it out and shined it up and cleaned it off. And we bought meat. And we, you know, started slicing the meat and making the sandwiches. And then I was like, we could get better meat than this. And then we got better meat. And now I think we have a pretty good uh, sandwich thing going on. You have a very good sandwich. And the chili is also very, very good. And the chili is All right. And we have chili. So, yeah. Come to Hinterlands for our chili. I'll figure out that secret recipe one day. (laughs) I feel like Stuart got it from the internet, so it's not that difficult. Clearly. (laughs) We get everything from the internet nowadays. It's not that difficult. Um, Am I forgetting anything? Um, You can hear me on the most recent episode of the Flophouse podcast talking about um, Dear Evan Hansen, a movie I did not like. And... um, yeah, come out to the Longpour. Longpour, Longpour EV is our handle on both Facebook and Instagram. Longpour EV. P-U-R. P-O-U-R. P-O-U-R. Why do I think it was P-U-R? That's the long purr. P-O-U-R. Right. <laughs> um, so that's I our handle. I thought maybe it had an umlaut. No. P-O-U-R. P-O-U-R. Longpour EV. East Village. Yeah. Got it. That's our handle. All right. Follow us. We'll... Be happy to be followed by as many. Did we forget people. anything? Did we get it all in there? Yeah, I, th- I think we might have. Yeah. All right. Well, Dave, it was great talking to you. It was great talking Thank to you. you for being on. I know the owner. You're um, very welcome. This it was a pleasure. Been, say your name. David Harris. And I'm Charlene Wellington. And thanks. Bye bye. I'll see you. I know the owner.